Inside the Intervals. Welcome back, guys, to another podcast episode. In today's episode, we have got a few topics we're definitely going to discuss. Uh, a lot to do with the finals, NBA finals, NBA free agency, as it is going on right now. And, of course, uh, tampering issues that um, the NBA have also been discussing as well about players and organisations tampering with certain signings or certain players signings in, signings in free agency and whatnot. But yeah, first and foremost, let's get on with the finals. So I just want to say congratulations to the Milwaukee Bucks. I definitely think that uh, they did a good job in the series against the Phoenix Suns. And I've got to give a round of applause for the Phoenix Suns. Definitely an interesting team last season. And throughout the playoffs, they showed talent. They, they showed the drive that they were ready to be a contender. They were ready to win it all. And unfortunately, they just, they just uh, came up short. And, um, you know, of course, I think when I look at the finals, I was kind of like, you know, I didn't mind what team won, to be honest with you. Definitely didn't mind at all. But um, I definitely think it, that uh, watching both teams play it was definitely interesting. It went to six games, probably could have went to seven. But um, again, you know, shout out to both teams. Definitely a good series nonetheless and um, I've got to say this is that the Bucs have it's been 50 years since they've won a finals championship and I've got to say you know Giannis he he's definitely got to be proud you know he is only uh, 26 and he has already got you know a championship uh, two I think it's two MVPs two defensive player of the years you know he he is showing strides of greatness right now and I definitely think that uh, the Bucks have, of course, they found their franchise player for the long, for the last couple of years, and now he is definitely at in the conversation of being, of basically being immortalized. Because once you win a championship, you will be immortalized, whether it's one or ten. Like, that's, just, that's just what it is, especially if you're like a a, a top tier player. And Giannis has proven. That he's proven the naysayers that you know that he can't play basketball, that he you know he has no type of skill set or whatnot. And I always thought that Yanis did have a skill set. I always thought, yeah, he was more athletic than he could. Uh, he was more athletic than he could, let's say, dribble the ball. You know, I definitely think obviously he could have more dribble isolation moves. But again, like he will learn that in time. And let's think, Yanis, the reason why he's a champion and the reason why he's going on, he's going on to take his team to the championship is because he's has that mindset to win and he has that mindset to learn new things and win. And of course, give it up to the players like Chris Middleton as well. I know Chris Middleton had, had his ups and downs in the playoffs. We all saw what happened. One game he was doing good, one game he was doing bad. But uh, for the most part, he actually came through. Drew Holiday, who just obviously signed with the team last season, definitely a solid pickup, made the defensive setup a lot better and more easier for the team to deal with rotations and whatnot. So, yeah. But looking at looking at what the Phoenix Suns uh, brought to the finals as well, um, I could definitely say that, you know, CP3, Devin Booker, they, they were scoring buckets, man. They literally, you know, tried their best. And all I can say is that, um, you know, Devin Booker's still young and he's got, uh, he's got a long way to go. But I think he is, he's definitely going to be someone who's going to be a solid, a solid star in the making literally he is and you know we've seen what he's capable of and and hopefully next season he can bring it back to what it was last season probably even better 
And of course, CP3, who is who is an older veteran point guard, still starting, still putting up twenty plus, twenty five plus, even thirty plus points in the in 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 any series or whatnot. You know, may not be doing it as consistently as he once was, but he's still doing it and still showing that yeah, he has life, and no matter what his age is, he still wants to win. And you know, that is definitely going to be the driving force going forward. Is that you know. You know, I think with the Phoenix Suns now, all they need to do is just probably, <clears throat> excuse me, add, add a few more guys to the roster. That's just going to help push them as well. So it can keep them in playoff contention, keep them, you know, of course, above 500 for the new season and whatnot. But yeah, moving on. Free agency has started from last week. Um, you know, and of course, guys, when it comes to free agency, I try my best. Uh, to cover what I can and what things I do want to talk about. Um, there will be times I will talk about uh, the smaller trades or the smaller signings because I do feel like that that can be just as good as the big trades and the big signings and whatnot that goes on in free agency. So, um, yeah, I'm going to try my best. Hopefully, in the next um, podcast, I will discuss more of the smaller uh, signings. And I think I've even got one or two even here. So, um, yeah, let's get on with it. The Chicago Bulls, they are on the team. They are on the top team of free agents right now because they have just signed Lonzo Ball and DeMar DeRozan for $85 million. Uh, I think Lonzo is going for four years, well, signed for four years. And DeMar DeRozan has signed for three years. And all I can say is that that is definitely a good pickup for the Chicago Bulls. As you know, the Chicago Bulls, they have been struggling with their young stars, especially having a Zach Levine, you know, Laurie Marketing, who is who was injured and whatnot, and it's just been tough on Zach Levine. He is actually he was actually averaging what a good I think it was 25 plus points, probably 27 points roughly. And you know, he was just putting up numbers, he was doing his thing, and <clears throat> Of course, he had to pretty much carry the team most of the time. He didn't have that offensive firepower and whatnot. And of course, the marketing not being on the court, it doesn't doesn't really help. You know what I'm saying with the rest of the team. And of course, the rest of the team obviously has to pull their own weight and whatnot. But um, it just shows that you know exactly we were struggling. But now I do think with Lonzo and Demar, it's it's much more interesting now. And I think obviously Demar, he's he is pretty much still in his prime. I think he averaged about 21 points last season and he was playing power forward for some games on the Spurs, on the, when he was on the Spurs. And um, I've got to say this is that DeMar is a very, very versatile guard, very versatile. You know, he doesn't really shoot the three as much, you know, which is a little bit like, mm, okay, but he's got a very good mid-range game and he does, you know, he can attack the basket really well. He's got some good defense as well. So um, if he if he could apply that three ball to his game, then definitely I could see I could definitely see that team being a lot more solid from the three point line. Um, but of course, you know it, it doesn't even matter because if he kicks out to Lonzo or to Zach Levine, they're both going to be shooting threes. Even marketing, even Laurie marketing as well doesn't matter like he you know it doesn't matter he's got a team that can actually shoot freeze and help him be on the line and whatnot and he can just worry about inside so it's definitely needed for the bulls the bulls have been out of playoff con 
the playoffs in general, it's been years. It's been very long years now since they've been out of the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? And um, we haven't seen much since, I think, since ever since Derrick Rose left the Bulls and ever since he got injured and whatnot. So now it's time for a new era, a new look to see what these guys can bring to the table now. And um, I did hear rumours about Lloyd Markkinen leaving. But um, again, hopefully he does change his mind because I do think, you know, the team has got better, especially with Lonzo and DeMar DeRozan. And even looking at Lonzo, Lonzo's been averaging, what, 14 points last season. And I've got to say, like, he's still young. He's still going through the motions of becoming better. He's a good passer, good defender. Like, he can space the floor. Um you know, it's interesting. A lot of people didn't think he was gonna actually cash out to get his uh, to get this deal, but he did. He did. And you gotta give him his props, and hopefully now we can see what he does with a team like with a team like the Bulls. Can he can can this be turned around for the Chicago Bulls? Hopefully so. It's definitely gonna be an interesting season for them, and of course we're gonna move on to the next trade. Kemba Walker signs with. The New York Knicks, um, I don't know exactly how... Well, actually, no. It's $8 million a season, but I don't know how many years he's signed for. I think the details... Some of the details for what's been going on haven't been surfaced out yet and whatnot, so we'll probably find out later on in the days, later on in the week or in a couple of weeks to come. But, um, yeah, definitely think Campbell Walker is a good, solid guard. Um, of course, yeah, 6-1, he is undersized, but he can still apply the pressure offensively. Didn't really work out with the Celtics because of his uh, injury. But, of course, you know, he is uh, still... He was still a good guard for that team. I do think um, him being on that team, did he did make the Celtics better. But it was just... It was hard because... Again, because, you know, when when it came to the to this season, now he was injured. Didn't really help the rest of the team. And, of course, you know, you know what happened to them. They, the Celtics pretty much got, like, a first-round exit. It was... Toughen him and whatnot, but um, yeah, it's just it's been it's been. I definitely could say Kemba Walker is a good add. You know, as you know, the Knicks were in the first round of the playoffs, and it was definitely interesting seeing the Knicks again. Even though they lost four one, still they made the playoffs. But now is I think it's time to how to improve that roster. Of course, Julius Randle is still there, so again, that is creating like a little duo for those guys and for that team as well. So hopefully. They'll be, you know, utilising pickle rolls and whatnot with that team. And, and of course, Julius Randle is a very versatile big. Unfortunately, when it came to the playoffs, we didn't see him. We didn't see him peak at certain at some certain games. But at the same time, I do think that he is still a solid guard. I think the playoffs was just a big moment for him. This is, I think, literally this is his first time being in the playoffs. So now he's gone, gotten the first time jitters away. Hopefully, next season, if they do go back to the playoffs. He'll be ready, you know, definitely ready. Moving on, we have Russell Westbrook has been traded to the Los Angeles Lakers from the Washington Wizards. And I've got to say, this is a good pickup for the Lakers. Um, definitely going to be interesting to see what happens, how Westbrook can fit in to the system of LeBron and Anthony Davis. Now, obviously, Westbrook, as you know, he has been grinding so hard, playing his heart out and doing whatever he can to get a championship. And I think he is focused right now to really push the 
we need to start get the get the get the get the ground moving and whatnot. And I think with Westbrook being on certain teams that he was before, it just uh, it didn't so much. I I don't think it helped him, especially media wise. But I always you know respected Westbrook. I feel like you know come on, this guy drops gives you triple doubles, gives you a hundred percent every game. Like yes, he may be a uh, Careless at times with the ball turnover rates, but I think with him being on the Lakers, it won't be as bad. And I do, and of course with the Lakers, as a team who has support, um, we do need someone at the point guard who is very experienced. Um, Dennis Schroeder as a backup is good, but I don't think he wants. To, I don't think he wants to stay as a backup. I think he wants to just leave. So, with that being said, I think with Westbrook being the starting guy, it is is made things a lot more interesting for the Lakers. And of course, you know the Lakers. We, you know, with LeBron being on the team, we pull these kind. We pull these kind of types of moves, man, and, and it happens just like that. Um, but yeah, but also Carmelo Anthony signs with the Lakers as well, one year deal. And I've got to say, my Melo uh, for the last couple of years being on Portland. I've I've definitely seen signs of his old self of just like fitting into the roster, fitting into the team rotation, and you know, of course, Melo he wasn't starting all the time, but you know he was coming off the bench and he was just being very solid. I think yeah, you know, he was coming off the bench, like you know, he didn't really start many games, but he was a very solid pickup for the Portland. Now that for the data he's on the Lakers. I definitely can see, um, you know, LeBron obviously talking to him and stuff and, you know, him and LeBron trying to go for it again and, you know, trying to get him a championship because, you know, of course, LeBron and Melo are friends. They've been friends since 2003. And, of course, you know, everybody's spoken about Carmelo Anthony and uh, Chris Paul, you know, and obviously not winning rings out of, obviously, LeBron and Dwayne Wade because LeBron and Dwayne Wade, they have rings. It's just, it's just Melo and CP3 now. So, yeah, but it's definitely interesting. I do think Melo has... Had I think you know be come off the bench, Melo has been very solid, and he's accepted the role which I think a lot of people discrediting him for. But he realized you know the t is the it's about the team system now a lot more than he did before in his younger days, and I'm happy that you know he he can hopefully get a shine and hopefully maybe can bring this the team help bring this team a championship now. But yeah, moving on to the next trade we have well signing trade is. Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry is, has left the Toronto Raptors, did a signing trade with the Heat. So he'll be joining the Heat with Jimmy, Jimmy Butler. Definitely, um, Kyle Lowry is a good guard. Definitely a good guard. He is undersized, six foot. But um, he, he does, he does drop points. He, I feel like he is a kind of what you need offensively. But looking at the Heat, they are playing uh, a very, very small ball because... You know, they've got Bam at center, who is 6'8". And yeah, you know, it's just, okay, it's a bit, it's a bit weird seeing, it's a bit weird how getting someone else who is not going to help build up that roster for, for that position or whatnot. But um, yeah, of course, like, don't get me wrong, Bam is a good player. Uh, Kyle Lowry, good player, good vet. I think that's what the team kind of needs as well. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do with Dragic. I do think Dragic was a good fit for the Heat. But again, of course, you know, Larry being a free agent, that's where he wanted to go. Him playing with Jimmy Butler should be interesting because uh, Jimmy Butler just signed a max, super max contract. No, sorry, max contract, not super max. And um, it's interesting. It's very interesting because, you know, the Heat haven't really been able to... Ever since, I think ever since the whole they made it to the finals, uh, 
obviously this season comes along, they get swept by the Bucks. You know, they were the seventh seed. I do think, you know, the Heat, they can make the playoffs. I just don't think consistently they they actually they can't probably I don't know if they can build a team to win a championship just yet. I do think they probably have to look for some younger younger guys. I think maybe some younger guys for some younger talent. But again, of course, Jimmy Butler is still technically still in some of his prime, still dropping good numbers. Same with Carl Lowry, um, you know, still puts up good numbers and whatnot. And again, he is a a, a playmaker as well. So again, spacing the floor is going to be important for the Heat. So if they are playing small ball, I think it can work with certain teams, but not every team. But yeah. And last free agency um, stuff is that Kevin Durant has got a contract extension with the Nets for $198 million, and that's four years. Definitely, uh, you know, KD, I could definitely see him re-signing with the Nets. Um, I think the Nets had a good season. Unfortunately, he came to an end in the second round of the playoffs. You know, but I do think KD gave it his all, especially in Game 7 when they needed to get out of that round. But... He gave it his all, and obviously, shout out to the team as well. The team is good, and I know, of course, the team was a lot of people complaining about, you know, the super team and whatnot. But again, you know, they were out of the they were out of the second round, and now let's see what they do for this season. Let's see what they can do in the East this season. So, KD sticking around is definitely going to be very interesting. CP three, Chris Paul has re-signed with the Phoenix Suns for four years. I'm actually happy about that one because, um, you know, CP3 is, uh, you know, even though he is a, he is an older point guard, I think he does want to, you know, ride it back with Devin Booker. I do think him and him and Devin Booker are definitely a good duo, a good, a good for the, a good backcourt duo. And, Definitely CP3, like, he's shown signs that he can still play, he can still pass, still shoot, still score. You know, like, he he gave a lot of teams work, and that's what he aims to do every single game. And, of course, playing with Booker, setting him up, it, take, it makes it so much easier for Booker to make his shots and whatnot. So now we can definitely see that um, this team... Hopefully next season they'll be ready. A lot of teams are saying that the, the, the Suns got lucky... To get to the finals, and I'd say, mm, okay, with injuries, okay, fair enough, I understand that, but I still feel like they can apply the pressure with their teams, and I don't sleep on them. You can't sleep on that team, you know. If it was, if they, if they were so lucky, you know, I feel like, you know, when you look at this, when they played the Clippers, for example, I feel like you know Paul George was still the main guy on that team, so. Just because Kawhi was injured, Paul George was still the main guy. So what happened then? But again, that's people going to say one star. But still, it doesn't matter. But yeah, I think um, CP3 resigning is definitely uh, interesting, definitely good. Uh, hopefully, you know, within the time that he's there, he can get a ring and hopefully just retire. And, whatnot. and even if he doesn't, he will still go down as probably... Definitely, I think definitely top five. Definitely, uh, you know, obviously a lot of people say top ten, but I think he'll go down as a top five point guard of all time because just because of the what he's done throughout his years. So, yeah, I think interesting, very interesting, very happy to see him that he's resigned. 
And lastly, for free agency talk, uh, Luka Doncic has resigned with the Dallas Mavericks. Yes, he's resigned. But he has got a Supermax contract for 207 million five years. And this is after his second year of being in the league. And I've got to say, Luka is out here. He is, he is really, really out here. He has been putting up 40 plus, 30 to 40, 30 to 40 points, triple doubles. And I've got to say, that says something a lot. You know, that that's that that says something crazy. It says a lot. So that just shows that Luca is, you know, I, do I think he's worth the money? Honestly, yeah, I think he is worth the money. And it's only off his second year. And, and I think he's going to be keeping this up for a while because, you know, he was giving the Clippers a headache in in that playoff series. And the Mavericks, I feel like they were close to winning. And I feel like they, they could have won, you know, that series. But it is where it is. And I do think that um, if the Mavericks have, if the Mavericks have done this now, that just means they have to build around Luka now. I've heard about Chris Tatsuzingis having frustrations and whatnot. So we could see where he ends up if he does want to trade or if he does want to resign somewhere else. So we'll have to see what happens. But definitely um, interesting move for Luka. He's really cashed, really, really cashed out this uh, this offseason. And he's definitely showing that, you know, he, he does want to stick around for a while. He definitely does. So hopefully they can. So hopefully Luca can bring a championship back to Dallas again at some point. I don't think they're ready yet. I think they do need a few more pieces. I have heard talks about Kawhi, but of course I've heard also I've also heard now Kawhi is resigning with the Clippers, so that's been thrown out the window. But yeah, <clears throat> so yeah, guys, that's pretty much it for the free agency stuff. Let's uh, talk about. Sorry, one second. Yeah, so let's talk about the tampering issues that the NBA have been trying to uh, basically stop. So I think the NBA has a real issue with, um, of, of course, tampering and whatnot. And I understand it's, it is a problem. It can be a problem. Um, of course, you know, players do talk to other players if they're friends or whatnot, trying to team up and whatnot and make sure, of course, there's cap space and these solid trades can work and whatnot. Um, but again, it is uh it's down to the organizations to kind of maybe keep that stuff at, at a uh, at a minimal. Because my thing is that with this with this with, with, with these tampering issues, I've got to say this that you know you can't stop LeBron from talking to certain players on other teams. You can't stop Kevin Durant doing the same thing. You know they're going. They're going to do it. So I. I don't think it's really down to the players. I think it's down to the organizations to really kind of just say, all right, you can talk about it, but you can't discuss figures. You can't exactly like. You can't discuss actually. Oh yeah, you can sign right now or no. Like, okay, organization have got to actually go through the channels. And if the and if the organizations are not going through the channels, they're going through the players. Then of course. That is not going through the correct channels. They have to go through protocols and whatnot. So I think the NBA have to come down more on the organizations, you know, but also tell players to be aware of what you say and what you can do and what you can influence. Because let's be honest, you know, when <clears throat> we heard about Russell Westbrook, the rumors were flying around that he was going to the Los Angeles Lakers. Again, Anthony Davis and LeBron James was following his wife on Instagram and following him on Instagram and whatnot. So again, these things insinuate 
that you know Russell is signing with the or getting traded to the Lakers. So with that being said, I do think maybe social media can kind of take, I guess in a way the organization can tone down the stuff that happens on social media, but talking maybe face-to-face -face or phone calls, yeah, that's probably fine because again, a lot of stuff flies around in free agency or even like after or just before free agency and whatnot. So again, like you have to tell, you have to come down you have to draw the line somewhere, basically. So I think um, when it comes down to the organisations, I think organisations should be, you know, more concerned with, like, social media outlets and news outlets and what's going on. And Because then that way, because that could ruin the whole thing. That could make it seem like certain organisations are tampering when really they're not. And the players have to realise and say, you can talk about this stuff, but make sure you go to the head office first. You can't just make these big moves, you know what I'm saying? And of course, like with a status like LeBron on being on the Lakers, you know, the head office is kind of fine with it because they 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 like his input a lot. You know, and, and that's fine with players having input to who wants to be who they want on the roster, but make sure it's going through the correct channels first. Then discuss all the real heavy details that need to be get on uh later on basically and it, it's just one of those things that i guess um you know it's been going on for a while i guess you could say a lot of things well a lot of trades or a lot of signings could have been tampered and whatnot so now i think the nba just needs to just needs to make up some type of rules to kind of just make it fair for everyone but also say there are boundaries and whatnot that you can't cross so yeah Okay, guys, so that is the end of the podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you guys have a listen. Check out my YouTube channel. Links will be in my description. Of course, check out my social media pages as well so you can keep me, keep up to date. At the moment, I have taken a social media break for a couple of months. Uh, so I don't know when I'll be back exactly, but I should be back soon. But yeah, guys, take care. Peace out.